Hey gang, welcome to the 21st Epilogue Gaming Podcast. From everyone at Epilogue, we hope you enjoyed your weekend. I'm Ben Vollmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Marcos Carmona and Dakota Trammell. Uh, hi guys. It's been a couple of weeks since we were last on. I did What what happened last week? Was it just scheduling conflicts, I think? Yeah, you're yeah. out of town, I think, was the biggest issue. I, I was out of town. That is always an issue. Um when trying to record a podcast but yeah we actually had scheduled or penciled in rather a week to sort of hang out before e3 so i guess that was just kind of our time off that we'll take so we'll still definitely get to all the e3 stuff that we had promised um starting today with ubisoft and nintendo and then following up we'll uh next week we'll do square enix and pretty much everybody else that's planned on being at e3 there's a list of publishers who have said that they'll be at E3, um, not necessarily giving a press conference, but still uh, making announcements at different press conferences and things like that. So um, we'll make sure to cover that. But first, uh, Dakota, have you been playing anything the past week? Um, no, but I, I did install Detroit Become Human. Yeah, um, I actually don't even know if it's done yet. Uh, that's what I was doing. I'm, I'm excited to hear your thoughts it's such like a controversial game we actually have a lot written about it already on epilogue um i know blake our uh the the host of the ludo narrative podcast our sister podcast if you will was really high on it um and some other people that i've talked to are not quite as high on it so it seems to be a little all over the place in uh typical david cage fashion so i'm excited to see yeah. what you think i I tend to. I'm a big time fan, and I've played uh, Quantic Dream games since I was like 13. Is it Quantum Dream or Quantic Dream? Quantic. It's a the way I always remember. It's a little awkward. Quantic. Okay. Yeah, that is awkward. Um, what it, there? What was the other one? Was there a game called Quantum Dream that just came no. out? No. Quantum no. something. Quantum Break. Quantum Break. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Thank you. Um, so yeah i'm really excited to see what your thoughts i tend to align myself pretty well with those games as well like i i really liked heavy rain and i've only watched beyond two souls but i thought it was it beyond was fine. two souls i have mixed feelings on when i first played it i i was very unsatisfied but it, it it's a real different from heavy rain but and it's good yeah. i've come to appreciate that it's good also i got heavy rain with detroit become human the PS4 version? Oh, yeah. Nice. Which I'm so pumped about, too. Yeah. Um, Heavy Rain was, was a lot of fun. And That's one of my favorites. Especially, I think Heavy Rain was so fun, especially at the time, because we hadn't had the onslaught of Telltale games yet. So mm -hmm. it was kind of that... It wasn't necessarily the first experience like that we had, had, we had gotten, but it was... Uh, it was. It still felt unique enough. I'm wondering if Detroit will will manage to live up to that original feeling of wow, this this is different. Marcus, yeah. you what have up. you been playing this week? Bloodstained. I played like an hour and a half of it, mm -hmm. and Destiny Two. That's basically it. How's Destiny Two going? How's the uh, all the updates? It's good. <clears throat> But there's a glitch in the game that makes grinding uh terrible. They a so, glitch in the game like that is it just impacting you or everybody? Everybody. Okay. Wow. Man, they yeah, just like, can't they can't snack a win. Yeah, man. Like oh, 
it was fine the first week. And then something happened. Because, like, the way you basically level up is that you have to do your weeklies. And through the weeklies, you get engrams that appear at a higher level than you usually do. Right. But some engrams appear at your level cap. And that's not good. That's it's amazing to me that like that got through when it was a long break between DLC packs, right? Like they had plenty mm-hmm. of time to, to and test this was never out. a problem. It's now ne- this has never been a problem. And then now it's just like, yeah, clan engrams are they're busted. And we're like, what are you going to do about it? And we haven't heard since. Oof. So, so that, uh, I, you know, listen, I, I don't want to call it a train wreck, but destiny two came awfully close to just veering off the tracks, like oh. all together. Um, I don't know that they I can afford game, but... Yeah. Oh, if, if they can, so if they can't reel things in, I'm not sure that destiny three is even for sure going to happen anymore. Are you? No, because it sold it sold well, but the the yeah the sales tapered off. I don't even think it's in the NPD top twenty anymore, which is just crazy to me. Like for a game that big, I just unbelievable. Um, so I have also been playing Bloodstained, Marcos, and I I beat it. It was yeah, I remember when you beat it. Um, (laughs) yeah, like four thirty in the morning. Um, it's for those who don't know, it's the uh, little spinoff that. Um, the who is it? Is it Team Ichi? Is that what they call themselves now? Uh, I'm not too sure. All I know is that it was the original Castlevania, guy. right? And they have kickstarted a game called Bloodsta- Bloodstained that is remarkably similar, um, both in terms of design and aesthetic, to yeah, to the oh, original. Um, and so this Curse of Curse of the Moon is actually like yeah. a smaller game um, that ha- is eight bit. Whereas the new Bloodstained is actually, um, I I don't know how to necessarily. It's still two D, but it's it it looks modern. Um, it's not pixeled at all. So yeah, I, I guess you can't say that about any video game. I don't know yeah. what the what the correct nomenclature for this kind of thing is, but yeah, it's just it 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 looks it looks newer. So um, so we Marcos and I were playing the retro spinoff that they did as a result of the Kickstarter success. And I beat it. It's really, really fun. I played it on a tough, on the veteran mode. Um, and I kind of suggest people don't do that. I, if only because it, there, there are some difficulty spikes in there that made the game like really difficult. And it was, it was fine because I would just pick it up and start it again. Um, you know, as long as I had one of my characters left, but there were a couple times where I lost my four characters that you have toward end game and uh, mm-hmm. had to restart the entire level so it was Poor alchemist. <laughs> the alchemist i hated that guy um but i'm interested <laughs> to see it there hasn't been a whole lot of like talk about it which is i guess not too odd it's a really small game it's weird that we're yeah. both playing it it's only ten dollars though and it's great yeah that's good it looks beautiful um, know, like, spri- like that kind of sprite work it, it gets me good like shovel knight all that kind of stuff Ooh, I love it. The music's great too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, Dark Souls Remastered. Oh yes, I've been playing oh, that. That's right, that came out. Yep. Um, and I guess just some initial thoughts on it are that I I I really enjoyed. I'm playing it on 4K 60 frames, which is an upgrade from when I originally played it on the Xbox 360 at 
720p and about 15 frames so <laughs> <laughs> um it you know this is one of my favorite games of all time so that alone made it worth the upgrade but it's also fun there's uh some some new pvp elements um most of the multiplayer in general has been reworked so it's definitely good i i would advise uh if if you haven't played dark souls yet this would be the perfect time to jump in if you have played dark souls and you loved it it's just enough i think to uh reel you back in for you know it's like a 20 dollar upgrade if you get it on pc so um i think i think it's a worthwhile endeavor if you feel like you have the time there's lots of games out right now so it's kind of hard to to make way i also want to play tropical freeze I, I am in the midst of god of war and still have not finished it and, yeah, which I feel like is a total sin because of how good it is. And this um, been ruined, man. yeah, I, I think the big thing is just that it's it's one of those like forty hour games, or at least it is for me. I don't know that it. I've already put like twenty hours in, and I'm pretty sure I'm only halfway. And yeah, uh, big... yeah and it's just like I, you know, it's hard to find time to sit down and do that. But um, sure. so. I think that is about it for what I've been doing, but there were a couple announcements this week that we'll get to real quickly. Um, the first of which was the Battlefield 5 announcement, um, and there were a couple things. What is what is different about this game, Marcos, um, from the previous Battlefield 1, which was in World War One? Well, we're in World War II. Right. And apparently multiplayer is going to be fully customizable. Yeah, so they actually had a really... I thought it was an odd trailer. You really seemed to dig it. Oh, um, I was all about it because of how crazy it was. Because it of how was crazy. It, yeah. was. <laughs> it was. It was actually crazy. Um, it was only about two to three minutes, and I couldn't really discern whether it was multiplayer or campaign. They had some sort of blending of the two, and yeah. just the idea I got is that what the characters look like, like what our characters look like, is going to be really important. Um, there are already cries that it's not an authentic experience. It's like it's a little more colorful. The characters are a little more animated. They're more interesting looking. Um, like for instance, we saw a woman with like a mechanical hand, uh, mm-hmm. and that actually had a, a lot of public outcry, mostly for the woman part rather than the mechanical hand, which is embarrassing for the gaming community. But um, and so it was just like it, you know, it's it's one of those things where people aren't really sure that it's going to live up to that like authentic experience or not that a battlefield one was i you know just from what i gather like machine guns weren't a thing in in world war one yet from what i remember in battlefield one they were in the game so oh man if you're playing armory fuck yeah dude yeah um so i think that it's just one of those things where I, I'm I'm excited at the idea of them kind of having this wild and crazy game. My favorite Battlefield experience is still um, Bad Company, so I I just am ready for this kind of thing. Uh, for sure. And I'm a little I think that it, they're doing enough to disassociate themselves from Call of Duty, what they did with World War Two. So uh, count me in. Like even if the trailer was a little weird, I'm I felt like I was in. And no microtransactions. No, sorry, no loot boxes. Uh, yeah. And the only microtransactions are cosmetic. So, you know what? Can we just give a round of applause to Fortnite for causing <laughs> this trend of like only doing cosmetic stuff? I love it. Well, I guess probably Overwatch, right? They're the real the real starters of all of this. I can't think of a game that did it beforehand. 
cosmetics, like for characters, League of Legends. Well, so only having cosmetic-based microtransactions. I guess League of Legends might fit there too. Yeah, I think. But can't you unlock characters with with money in League? I forget how that works. Oh well, yeah, you can. You get like the every week they have new characters that you Mm -hmm. can play for you know, that are available, but you can collect coins as you play games that you can use to get a character unlocked. Okay. But you can also pay for one, so... Interesting. Okay, yeah, You can I pay for coins, which lets you pay for a character. So a little bit of League, but a little bit of Overwatch, and then Fortnite. If you, the best thing about Fortnite is if Fortnite is probably more expensive than Overwatch in all things considered, but... Fortnite does a nice job of just allowing you to buy what it is that you want rather than gambling on some loot box turnout um, like Overwatch did. So I, I think this is just a step in the right direction. This is this is where I am okay with video games heading. Like people, you know, people will continue to complain, but back when I played Bad Company, we didn't. We had zero options for what our character looks like, so it's not like we're losing stuff like that. Um, like the original Call of Duties, you didn't get to pick what color your character was wearing, like in the middle of a fight. Um, no, all you could do was pick your uh, your nationality. I think I don't even really remember that from like three Call Call of Duty I mean, three like, was I think the first one I played, maybe two. When you would uh, when you would boot up into the matchmaking, uh-huh. you would. You would have a not necessarily a class, but like if you were on one side, like the Allies, you would be able to pick like Britain or American, something like that. Or if you're on the Axis, you're able to pick Germany or Italy and that kind of stuff. I remember that, that being. That's interesting. I I could see that being the case. Um, but regardless, we were never able to like choose exactly what our character looks like. So I'm mostly okay with the uh, you know this is just add, you know adding things to the game that we didn't have before and honestly i'm not one to pay for a ton of this stuff but i'd be lying if i said i haven't dropped like 50 60 bucks on fortnite and felt fine about it um yeah, i can't I you can't know say anything about it. yeah right neither of us can so <laughs> um i i this is this is something that i'm totally to okay with yeah i i mean honestly honestly this is we talked a lot about loot boxes and episodes like one through five and I think this was always the thing that we wanted to get to. This was always the point we wanted to get to. And if EA is doing it, everybody is probably going to be doing that. Not because people like to follow EA, but because people don't like to seem worse than EA. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> so um, I, I think that uh, this is a really good sign if there's nothing else to take away from it. So also, the, you know, uh, beyond the Battlefield thing, just real quickly... Um, PlayStation or Sony rather announced that the next PlayStation, uh, aka the PlayStation Five, would not be uh, until another three years, which would put it in 2021. Uh, I believe the PlayStation Four launched in 2014, um, possibly 2013. I can't remember. I think it was 2013. 2013, maybe like, even 2012. Nah, definitely no? not 2012. Okay, 2013. Yeah, like um, late 2013. So that would give it a, a nice eight-year lifespan. I think that's more than reasonable. Uh, gamers like to complain about short lifespans because it means the, the games they bought are kind of going out of uh, out of style. Um, but I, I mean, I'm excited for this. I'm excited consoles for... Have never, consoles ahead. have never really suffered from the short... Because like, I know people complain about that with like 
phones, TVs, it, like every other electronic, but consoles don't ever seem to suffer that, which is really nice. Right. You, you can always get a solid minimum of five years. And you know. That's a really good point. And I think it needs to stay that way um, because of the expense already being um, you know, laid out in terms of software. Like we still have mm -hmm. to buy games. Uh, it's good for us to not have to worry about hardware all the time. Uh, yeah. So honestly, so I, I wasn't even computers. You got yeah, to, I don't you know. know. I, a computer every two years. Right. I, I mean, it, it, my, and that's being generous. My Macs, which cost, you know, my Apple laptops, which cost over a thousand dollars, usually last me about four to five. And, I, you know, I say last in terms of like the battery will start dying a little bit, whatever. It still works. Um, but yeah, you feel compelled after about four to five years. And I was actually, I was, I was thinking about bringing this up because it was really interesting. I am an Apple person in regards to most of my, my <laughs> phone. And I always get crap for this, which is, which is fine. Everybody's allowed to have their preferences. Um, of course, I understand that in terms of gaming, uh, Apple is gears behind, but, uh, I, I do have, I, I'm also a, what I consider to be a very organized person. I you know, previous to like right now, I worked three jobs in my life. I'm, I'm not necessarily always busy, but I always have things I have to pay attention to. And for some reason, the OS on Apple has always treated me well in terms of organizing myself. So I bought a new phone for the first time in like five years um and i got the iphone x i was like eligible and i'm putting air quotes around eligible um for an upgrade and i got the iphone x and i was astounded to figure out that because i didn't really have time to do research um <laughs> i was astounded to figure out that the iphone x actually seems to be less feature rich than my old iphone 6 and I find that really problematic. And I hope that games oh. don't start stripping options away from consumers. Um, like I can't plug in an auxiliary cord to my my iPhone anymore, and there's no home button. And that's, like that's been a little out of the question for even like the last iPhone didn't have. An yeah, the iPhone cord. eight I think was when it started. But again, like I haven't upgraded since iPhone six, so like I, you know, yeah, I, I sort of knew about these things, but you didn't pay attention. You didn't remember that. I did. I did. I'm just saying that it's like it didn't. You didn't like hit you till it was there. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it, that's yes, exactly. But, it didn't hit me until I had to go plug in at earphones, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why did they do this? It really is. It's like, why? Why did they do this? Um, you need to go get a dongle. I have. They they include one. It's just a pain. It's like what? Yeah. I, I should, my phone. The things should be getting easier for me, not more. We're just like birds now. The, the Motorola I had before, yeah, I had to use a dongle. It was a pain in the ass. I do love the word dongle. Um, and as much as I'd love to turn this into a, a phone podcast, because I do find the whole thing interesting. I think Dakota makes a salient point that gamers are actually really, really lucky in terms of the way hardware is produced. And, you know, we'll even complain about, like, you know, the, the, the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. Dude, I love having options to upgrade my stuff halfway through. And the fact that you can still play the same games on the Xbox One and the PS4 as you can the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X, like... It, it, it's a perfect balance for me between okay my hardware doesn't feel outdated uh but at the same time if i didn't feel like upgrading and spending you know that uh, tons of money 
then I can still play the same games as everyone else. Like my brother was playing Fortnite on his original Xbox One and it runs at 60 frames and it runs fine. The world's most popular game right now, he plays the same way as everybody else, which is just crazy to me. Um, so you're right, Dakota, that we are very lucky. Um, we chose the right medium, I guess, because <laughs> even film is a little weird. I, like they just keep, I am still miffed over every There's time I have. Yeah, I mean, every time, the D, yeah, what's it, the D-Box? Is that what they're calling yeah, it? The yeah, the D-Box, Yeah, it's crazy. But I still have, I still get a little upset every time I have to pay for 3D glasses. Like, if it's the only thing that's showing, it's like, I don't even want to see it in 3D. Oh, I hate 3D, especially, one, I don't know why they keep making 3D movies when nobody likes 3D. Everyone <laughs> just gets headaches and complains about it. Two, I can't wear, th- I, I wear glasses. Yeah, it's miserable for oh. anyone who wears glasses. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wear 3D glasses and glasses. You could go to your op- uh, ophthalmologist and uh, ask them to exchange your normal glasses for 3D glasses. So that way you don't have to Ooh, interchange get, them. Get, get polarized lenses for the <laughs> <laughs> prescription polarized lenses. Uh, all right, well, let's take a little break. And then when we come back, we're going to uh, go through our Ubisoft and Nintendo predictions. I'm really excited for this. I think both, both honestly... Uh, have a lot in store for us. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Thanks, as always, everybody, for listening. This is the 21st episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. Uh, and our yeah, E3 can... can yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, our E3 coverage will continue in just a few. This episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon members. If you'd like to subscribe, you can do for as little as $1 a month and receive special rewards, like listening to the Epilogue Podcast a day early. A special shout out to our Platinum and Midnight tier members, including Matt Buchanan, Finks the Dragon Slayer, Disney Lover for Life, Melody Jameson, and Drath Josh. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, these are two press conferences. I would say that if if I'm ranking this, and let's just play a little game really quickly before we go through. Um, well, well, we can do it after, but after we're done talking about Ubisoft and Nintendo, I think we could rank the press conferences we're most excited for. I think I would see Nintendo and Ubisoft both in the upper half. Um, And I'll explain why when we go through each. Nintendo is a little more evident because of what they announced last year and what's still to come. But Ubisoft I'm going to talk about and why I'm so excited. Um, And I think we can start there. So last year, Ubisoft had one of the strongest showings at E3, um, mostly because of the Beyond Good and Evil announcement, which people had been waiting on for forever uh, they finally announce it. It's still a ways off, but it looks great. They do a good job of making sure everybody knows, like, hey, this is a work in progress, but we just wanted to show you guys, like, this is the concept behind it. Um, and I think I even remember getting some, like, weird gameplay bits, but I could be wrong. I It was a long... The trailer was entirely cinematic, and it was excellent, but um, I'm not sure we know what the game is going to play like yet. Uh, so they did that, and of course they had the Nintendo Plus Rabbids thing. Do you guys remember how emotional that was? How sweet it was? Did you? I either? don't know. So yeah. They, Oof. So nobody ever watches Ubisoft. I always feel bad. Ubisoft. I usually do for Assassin's Creed. Um, <laughs> yeah, they had they, you know, played up uh, Origins a lot last year, and it did really well. But they, uh, gosh, I wish I could remember the guy's name. He's. Um, Ubisoft is French, so um, yes. it was really neat because they're, they're, uh, the guy developing the game was always... Um, it's not Iwata. Who is... Is it still Iwata? No. Who is the Nintendo? Iwata passed away a right. while ago. 
So who is the new Nintendo? Miyamoto. Miyamoto. Ooh, I always want to say Miyazaki, but that's the Souls guy and the uh, Studio Jupiter Ghibli. Guy. Yeah. So um, they they had Miyamoto up there, and the 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 developer for Ubisoft behind Rabbids Mario Plus Rabbids was just so emotional that he got to work with Miyamoto, and it was just this really interesting experience because we never see those kinds of um, cross platform game or cross published games anymore um or if we've ever even seen something like that i know like you know nintendo and what was it nintendo and sony used to have some sort of weird deal go on going on uh, and they almost yeah. made a console together but it's like then Phillips happened. yeah and so it, we just you know it was a really unique thing that we got to see ubisoft this giant publisher working with nintendo um and that was a big deal and of course mario plus rabbits comes out and it's way better than it had any right to be uh and people love it and of course like you said dakota assassin's creed origins was last year far cry 5 was last year they had gameplay demos for all of these things until they you know dropped us with the beyond good and evil 2 thing and um it was just a really really good year they had skull and bones which they announced which i think excited a lot of assassin's creed fans especially the the ones who loved black flag um and of course the the excitement over that game has tapered a little bit but for the most part i think that ubisoft had one of if not the most uh stellar showings of of e3 last year so i think at this point we can go ahead and and give our bank on it for for ubisoft um if you wanted to start marcos and then i'll i'll go next and dakota can go last all uh, right so what what can we bank on from from ubisoft this year just dance five just dance five that you know they they actually so this is a thing that they've they've historically shown off at e3 uh oh i think just dance three i've been watching since they've done just dance two through four and every year it makes an appearance i'm gonna go ahead and say i don't think this i think this is the year that even if just dance five is announced they won't we're not play get a it musical on stage appearance. yeah we're not we're not gonna get some sort of big like let's dance Cringy on stage dance i just think they know get... that the people watching e3 aren't into that kind of thing you know what i no. mean like who, who... No, I'm into it. yeah no. they really are it's, <laughs> it's smart of them not to touch it with a 10 foot stick but i, I, I love the... i am to come out and start popping it <laughs> can you imagine them dabbing oh i'm banking on it a dab on stage for the like ubisoft conference for, for just dance five yeah or a little pump comes out oh my god i would cry <laughs> I actually, you're convincing me that this is going to happen. <laughs> um, so the way the music is right now in the media, oh my god, it'd be insane. I think I think it could happen. Um, I'm I'm not saying, especially with the history of Just Dance at at E3, but you know, just like Dakota said, I I kind of feel like they they have to have an understanding of their audience at this point um back when e3 still wasn't really popular it was a little easier to do because you were mostly just showing stuff off to the to the media but now like everybody who plays games watches it and it's just it's hard uh it's it's a difficult thing to sell to people who want to see more about assassin's creed and far cry and instead you're giving so them mean. just dance just dance it'd be the it'd be the joke it's like that's how they open it up open it up with a joke that's the, okay. <laughs> Isn't that what they do? They opened it up last year with Just Dance, and everyone's like, "Oh, there it is. Thanks." It's it's like your parents. 
saying so, something stupid in public and you're like oh there they go again <laughs> yeah 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 that's exactly how i feel I'm about it so down. no it's gonna be great so i i don't want to necessarily spoil the surprise but next week one of the things that i wanted to do was go through each of the press conferences and just sort of ask you guys not necessarily like what games would be announced or anything like that but what they could do at the press conference to entertain you like in years previous sony has brought an orchestra on stage uh microsoft usually has like talking heads just come out and it's always been sort of boring phil spencer has been a little better since um you know nintendo obviously does the direct and they have all kinds of weird stuff at the direct and ubisoft so i think this is something important to talk about is ubisoft always has aisha taylor come out tyler aisha tyler right the, yeah tyler the, i think tyler um come mm -hmm. out for, and you know she did like whose line uh is it anyway and she was in friends just kind of like they were the ones to first broach that the okay like let's find somebody who's cool with gamers and media um and i think she wore thin on gamers a little bit which is too bad because i think she's really funny but oh, she's great dude Hilarious. yeah um honestly the more we talk about it the the more i'm finding it's very difficult to please gamers they're always unhappy it seems like people are always unhappy yeah what's the deal with that <laughs> people want to be miserable uh i i really think it's it's more just people are like they you know if you don't take my game seriously then i'm gonna bash you for it but it's not them yeah. you know regardless we're getting off um i don't think she's gonna be presenting at the conference this year i think i remember hearing that oh, that sucks yeah so um so this year i'm i'm expecting something a little more traditional i.e no just dance no uh aisha tyler and nah. so um my bank on it is and i think this is the easiest one is that we'll see we'll see a lot of good beyond good and evil too um and we'll actually we will kick it off uh, I think they'll kick off their press conference with Beyond Good and Evil because I doubt they end two in a row with it. But it's such a big thing for them that I also kind of doubt they stick it somewhere in the middle. Um, so my bank on it is that they're just they're gonna they're gonna roll it out. They're gonna talk about it. We'll probably either get a released window or if not a specific release date because they could always shift it from there if they felt like it. Um, and we'll we'll probably get our first bit of what the game will actually look like. So, uh, Dakota, what do you think that we can bank on from Ubisoft? Uh, an Assassin's Creed Origins DLC. Yeah, this seems pretty likely, right? They I, they probably are going to have a lot of DLC, including Far they, Cry. There, they um, put out a ton of DLC for Assassin's Creed games. Um, well, this I, actually. I would one for origins i'd be surprised if there wasn't origins one. has released a ton of small dlc packs but nothing like an expansion and i actually a lot of people are like you know the walmart leaks that happened a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. uh they had a new assassin's creed out and people that got people all hot and bothered but i think it's just going to be some sort of smaller expansion thing um, yeah you know similar in, to what like Dishonored did or what far cry mm -hmm. is going to do like we'll get an expansion not like a dlc little drop but yeah something with a new story all that yes i i'm totally on board with that so let's go ahead and get into our hot takes um this is a little difficult because ubisoft tends to prove themselves fairly predictable they always put on strong shows or not always but they have in years past uh 
And so I think it's a little harder to predict something that we're not sh already sure of. Um, but I think I have a couple that, that are looking good. Marcos, why don't you kick us off? Uh, Four honor two. <laughs> you wasted no time. <laughs> Four honor two. This is really interesting. Four, Four honor is the fighting sort of medieval fighting game uh that was yeah put but out there's like year. samurais in it though too yeah it's yeah. a it's a weird it's a weird little uh cross-generational thing um i don't know how well it sold or like how well that plays for great. yeah i was gonna Not... say i don't people didn't like i mean skia didn't like it you know who also you know put out watchdogs too ubisoft you know what else didn't sell well or Watchdogs. review well watchdogs so it's like it's hard to say ubisoft seems pretty content rolling out these like what was the uh car game they announced last year was it crew 2 are they the, the crew, crew? yeah so th they seem pretty okay just putting out sequels to games that nobody really was asking for um so yeah i buy it i buy it i think it's i think it's hot it's a little early probably but i buy it so all right, Dakota, what, uh, what's your first hot take for Ubisoft? Uh, mine is another Rayman game. Rayman. Yeah. Yay. I feel like this is going to happen. We had a couple people. We did our little E3 thing in, in my stream the other day, and a couple people predicted Rayman. We haven't seen Rayman in a while. Yeah, and I actually did like research going into these hot takes, and mm -hmm. I was looking at games Ubisoft has put out, and I noticed Rayman. Rayman is, Ray I want to say Rayman. There's several of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I noticed that like this is one that they've they've put out like three different games for this for this Rayman, and they haven't done one in 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 a while, and I feel like that's something they they they'd cash in on. Right. They, well, they did the Rabbids thing, which is sort of Rayman. That's the those are the uh, the characters from Rayman, but yeah, not a traditional Rayman game uh, since what is it Legends Rayman Legends. They had Rayman yeah. Origins and then I think Legends after that. Um, and they're always super well-reviewed. It's weird that we don't get more. I I don't know if he just for some reason doesn't have the Mario effect, but like those games, the, uh, it, as well-reviewed as any other 2D platformer. So for some reason, uh, we don't get as much Rayman as we do Mario. But I, I think that's that's a pretty solid prediction. I could see it, especially after the success they had with Rabbids last year uh so my first my first hot take will be that i think it actually worked so well from them last year that we're going to get another uh collaboration with nintendo so along those same lines dakota i think they're going to have a rayman plus mario game um that comes out and is you remember how they rayman did the and smash Ooh. That would count too. I yeah, I could yeah. see that. Yeah, I definitely could see that. So, um, I just think that relationship is like full head of steam at this point. They oh, yeah. seem to love each other. So, um, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll stick with that. Marcos, what's next? Give me a new Call of Juarez. Ooh, and I didn't even know that was Ubisoft. Me either until I went through their list. <laughs> I forgot about Call of Juarez. Yeah, let's do that. Let's have it released the same day as Red Dead Redemption 2. Yo. <laughs> that would be great. 
Uh, yeah, that was good. Qual call of why do I keep saying Qual of Heart? Qual of <laughs> It's not Qual. Uh, call of Juarez was actually pretty good. I remember playing the uh, the entirety of the last one. Yeah, um, the most recent one was weird though because it was like the cartel. I think. I think that's the one I played. That was like 2010 ish, right? I think so. Like on the 360 or something. Yeah, I doubt we'll get another one, but I like that. I like that take. All right, Dakota, what's next? Um. Let's see, what did I put? Another Tom Clancy game. Okay, so this is... I also have a Tom Clancy game. What? Which one do you think specifically it's going to be? I honestly... I don't know nothing about Tom Clancy other than my dad really enjoys it. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say Splinter Cell because I think that's the one he plays the most. Yeah, Splinter Cell is the rumored one. Uh, so that was actually one of my predictions as well. You're just... I, I'm mooching off of all of yours, I guess. Uh, yeah, I should I should have let myself go first, but um, yeah, Splinter Cell. <laughs> Sam Fisher, the protagonist, made an appearance in Ubisoft's. Um, oh man, what is the last Tom Clancy game that was put out? The multiplayer one. Marcos, help me. Rainbow here. Six Siege. Not Rainbow Six Siege. The one after that. The Division. No, not the Division. God, they have a lot of. <laughs> they have a lot of these. Oh, uh, I realized my dad plays the Division. I should have said that one so you could have your Splinter Cell. Division already got a. a division, yeah, is division is getting a sequel. Already, uh, I sorry. don't know Jack nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm not too sure what Tyler you're talking about, bro. Oh goodness, I will think of it. Um. Anyway, he made an appearance in that game. What is? It? Come on, Ben. I can think of this. I'm. I'm fact checking myself. Ubisoft multiplayer shooter let's see what is it come on uh i i only was dino of our rainbow six siege the division and splinter cell maybe i'm making this up it's not but to be fair i also haven't looked at ubisoft titles in three weeks <laughs> hmm so ghost recon that's what i was thinking there of we are. yeah Wild ghost Man. recon Wildland. Yo, yeah. that, they had that predator mode. That thing was sick. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really disappointed with myself that I just let that one fall off the side of my brain. I but I forgot about that. <laughs> it was a weird game that continued to sell well. These are all so the NPDs. Guess which publisher is currently uh, far and away the best selling publisher of the year? Is it seriously Ubisoft? It's Ubisoft because of Far Cry 5 and Ghost Recon Wildlands and the wow. continued domination in the esports community of Rainbow Six. It's insane. It's just insane. <laughs> uh, you would never think it, right? Because they're so much quieter than EA. They're less innovative than like Nintendo. They don't have the splash that Sony has. It's like you would never think Ubisoft of all. But all right. Man, good um, on them. Yeah, seriously. That I I love giving Ubisoft credit because I think they do such a good job with their games. And they, they're also not sleazy. They There's a lot. I, I've said this before, but they let me stay in their hotel when I was at E3 a couple years ago. Um, and so I, I've, I've grown, I've taken a liking to the, to the Ubisoft. Did they personally come down and say, oh, oh, wee, wee, Mr. Benjamin? <laughs> they said, wee, wee. Would you... <laughs> Would you like to stay in a hotel? No, I, have uh, I not told this story? And have the a, a guest? I, I, stop. <laughs> and they gave you a little complimentary beret. <laughs> uh, so they actually, I was staying at the wrong hotel, 
by accident and they they asked me if i was an ubisoft employee and i was like no i'm not i'm not an ubisoft employee uh, of course, I was going there to cover E3 for work, <clears throat> and um, somebody from Ubisoft was there and said that they had a few people who couldn't make the trip, so I was fine to I was fine to stay in the hotel. I was like, oh, that's great, thank you. They were just how did they you end up nice. in the wrong hotel? I don't know. I have no idea. I stayed at a Hilton really close to the convention center. I'm not and surprised, but it sounds like a you thing to it do. Was. But... Oh, it was. Oh, it was totally me, a me thing to do. I mean, they. I just had no idea. I had no idea. But it was really nice of them. Um, and they they just continue to put out games that are well reviewed. Uh, they support them well. Like they always. When was the last time you heard about? Ubisoft in like a, a bad light. I can't remember the last game. You never do. Cause you never really do. Ubisoft. Yeah. You know, man, you play sucks. You play does suck, yes. actually. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I hate Ubisoft. This, <laughs> let's just skip them and get to Nintendo. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm totally joking. Um, well, so, Marcos, hit us with your last hot take for Ubisoft's well, conference. This one's not as hot, but. I'm be- I'm hoping for a Watch Dogs three. Oh, that was actually one of my hot takes too. I was like something Watch Dogs related. Yeah, so let's let's talk about this because I think this isn't totally out of the realm of possibility. Watch Dogs has gotten to Watch Dogs two. Watch Dogs two didn't sell well. Watch Dogs one didn't sell well, but two reviewed well, and that tends to be an indication uh, of companies willing to take a chance on a third uh a third title if if one of the first two reviews really well um because that means they probably have enough fans uh to go ahead with a third one so i think watchdogs 2 was like three years ago right uh 2015 sounds right maybe maybe 16 uh spring of 16 i think two and it, it reviewed well um, so I could totally see them saying like, all right, you know what? Like Watch Dogs hasn't been the biggest financial hit for us, but we know we have fans of the series and there's a lot of potential here because there is, if you've ever played a Watch Dogs game, um, as somebody who's played both every single time, you're like, oh my God, this game is so close to being, uh, you know, one of my game of the years. It's just not quite there. There's always just a couple things missing. Um, I could totally see them rolling with the third and being like, this is our last one. We wanted to give fans of the series, uh, you know, a, a send off, whatever. I could totally buy into that. I, it seems like an Ubisoft thing. If they weren't already so jam packed this year with stuff to show, I feel like I'd be more ready for that announcement. But I just really like the series. Yeah, it's good. I it's really good. Like the first one. Even the first one was good. It didn't. Re- I remember people were insanely disappointed. That was actually the last time I heard bad things about Ubisoft. Because remember, there was that whole scandal between what they showed at the original E3 and then what the game actually looked like, and it was a noticeable yeah. downgrade. Yeah. So, um, you Isn't know, that I, EA every year though. Oh, I mean, if we're getting into EA's, <laughs> yeah, that. Um, we don't have to talk about it. No, we don't. We already we already talked about EA. I've actually a lot of the press coverage around EA is super negative. Whereas I think we were a little higher on it because we were like EA has to be better this year. Like they just they have to. So mm-hmm. um, Ubisoft doesn't have to. I just come to I've come to expect uh, good showing. So Dakota, you said that Watch Dogs was your third prediction, your third hot take. So. Yeah, I had a very fourth vague one that said something VR related, but nothing like concrete. 
they always have at least like what i think in the last couple of years they've shown off vr stuff but never like anything you're like wow that's like their VR's next never thing. anything wow yeah it's almost like an obligation at this point mm-hmm. um so my third announcement and this one is really dear to my heart uh is child of light 2 i adored the first one it's one of my favorite games of all time uh they haven't put out a any kind of news about continuing along their indie thing that they started a few years ago their indie initiative where they were doing what were they called they were like ubisoft specials or ubisoft indies i don't know i can't remember um and they put out a couple of games they also did valiant hearts which was also great and I, I just want to see Child of Light 2. I, I think more than anything anything else, Ubisoft ha- has to offer me, which is weird because they have so much. Uh, I, I just want to see Child of Light 2. And that's a game that maybe dozens of people played, but it has wonderful music. The whole game is written in a rhyme scheme. Uh, the art style is, is just fantastic. It's, it is um, charming. Yeah, Marcos, have you played it? It's a JRPG. No, I have not. You should. I it's, always, it's like five I own hours. it. It's yeah. old. I just never played it. Yeah, I, I, I never totally recommend it. When I saw it, I thought it was a platformer, and then like you know, obviously you get however like what maybe in thirty minutes in, and then I was like, oh, huh? Right. Yeah, it's totally RPG. Not. Yeah, it's an RPG. Not a platformer. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I I wish more people would would play. I kind of. I have a sinking feeling that whole thing didn't work out super well for Ubisoft, but I, I need to see Hearts another version very of popular. I think relatively, well, relatively. It's hard, yeah, it's always hard to tell with indie stuff. Um, but I mean, it was, and I saw a couple like big YouTubers play it. I, I mean, I know people have played that one, heard of it, seen it, or liked it. Yeah, and that was a bit of a compared puzzle to Child game. of Light, where it's kind of like. You ever play Child of Light and it's like, hmm? Right. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I just, ooh, more than anything. So let's go ahead and move on to, to Nintendo. I, I feel confident uh, that Ubisoft's going to give us a great presser. And we'll actually, uh, when all this is said and done, we're going to do a giant wrap-up podcast, possibly even break it up into like two or three during the week. And we'll, great, we'll go through and grade all the press conferences and such. Um, I, think, I think Ubisoft will be... Uh, probably the safest bet to be at a like a B or higher for me, but they're always a solid B. Yeah. So <laughs> Nintendo this year, uh, they for me Nintendo probably has the highest ceiling. They probably also have the lowest floor because if they somehow you know fail to show up with a Pokemon that people want, if they fail to show up with the Metroid that people want, uh, and you know it's just it's what if like they go to the conference and they tell everybody that Smash Bros. Is just Smash Bros. for Deluxe, right? Like, people are going to be bummed. Uh, so there is room here for Nintendo to kind of sink to the bottom. Uh, I just, I don't think they'll let it happen with how good the Switch has been um, for them. I, I just think they'll do whatever they can to continue the success they've had this year. So last year, um, just going through some of their announcements, they had a... Last year, would you agree... Uh, that Nintendo was probably last year's best press conference. Of course, they do the directs and not actual press conferences. Yeah. They had Metroid Prime 4. Uh, They had a new Yoshi game, obviously Kirby. Uh, They announced Pokemon RPG for Switch. They showed off tons of Breath of the Wild DLC. 
of course the the primary thing they showed off was super mario odyssey which turned into an absolute hit uh they announced a ton of games coming to the switch like rocket league coming to the switch it was just like a bonkers year they even had like xenoblade 2 it just mm-hmm. it, it never slowed down not for a second did it slow down and it was like only 45 minutes long or something but it was just 45 minutes of sheer pleasure <laughs> as a, as a gamer like i just couldn't i couldn't rip my eyes away um and i kind of expect that again this year i i, I don't really expect it with with sony i'm hopeful that Microsoft will have that kind of press conferences, but if they've taught us anything, it's that they probably won't. I don't really see EA having that kind of thing. Ubisoft, a, a total safe bet. I think if anybody can like blow the roof off of things, it's gonna be Nintendo, but I'm still not even sure that's gonna happen. Uh, so Marcos, what is your first bank on it? What is one thing that we can absolutely count on from Nintendo this Any, year? Anything Smash Bros related, like maybe some gameplay? I think that's pretty easy to call upon. Mm-hmm. I so I'll just go ahead and echo that really quickly. Uh, my bank on it was that Super Smash Bros. will lead the way. I just I don't think this is a deluxe game. I think they would have come out and told us they don't want that clunker to land on E3, um, <laughs> right? Like that would be the serious biggest come down in gaming history. People would be yeah. so so disappointed. Uh, so I think they're going to lead the way. We'll probably get like six or seven character announcements. Um, but it won't like be all... Like their uh, original showing where they had like a couple of characters fighting off that one reveal character. Yes, like yes. Just like that. Yeah, like they had the ink girl. Ink girl. Right. The, or, and the, 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 and the, the squid kids. Squid The inklings. Yeah, Inkling, there girl. we are. <laughs> were you guys trying to think of inklings and you were just saying no. I, was go- I was going along with all these nicknames <laughs> no i i, I meant to say ink girl <laughs> okay um so and i could also you know just like we said before would anybody be surprised if nintendo's uh like if smash bros shows up at microsoft or ubisoft or sony oh. i would be surprised about sony actually um probably ea too but like i would bethesda even maybe oh, there i mean they're who knows with Nintendo at this point? So, um, Smash Bros is gonna, in my opinion, is gonna be the largest takeaway from this year's E3. Like, that's the game that is going to dominate the conversation because Nintendo will have it in several press conferences. If I had to guess, they'll have it at their treehouse. They'll have it at their own direct. They have the massive Smash Bros tournament that's taking place there. That that game is ready to dominate the conversation of E3. Um, so. That I think is is the is the only thing that I know for sure I can bank on. I don't know that they're going to show off Metroid. I don't know that they're going to show off Pokemon. I have no idea. Um, Dakota, what are you banking on from Nintendo? See, I'm banking on a Pokemon. We're gonna see something or or get some kind of information on Pokemon. And uh, I was looking at the thing, and they did announce like officially announced Pokemon RPG last year. Because there's been lots of rumors about it recently. Oh, yeah. Um, Tons of... Well, not even rumors necessarily. But like, leaks. Like, yeah. leaks. Yeah. And um, the leaks don't seem like... They don't seem like a Pokemon RPG. Uh, they seem more like a... Not a remake, but it's like they're kind of redoing... You know, keeping with classic Pokemon thing. Two games. But like a revitalization of Yellow. With a, like a sister game using Eevee. 
which right. doesn't seem like a Pokemon RPG to me. It's not what I wanted or expected, but we'll see. Well, so I guess I'll go ahead and kick off our conversation on hot takes because my first hot take was that we'll see more Pokemon than we will at Metroid. Um, I think oh, am oh, yeah. amongst the hardcore fan base uh, for Nintendo, that's probably the opposite of what they want to see. It's not. I would rather see more Pokemon. Uh, I'm very, very curious as to what this game is going to look like. If you have been following me or my channel or anything we've been doing at Epilogue, uh, you know I, I've been covering this, all the leaks, all the rumors from from this game since day one. Uh, and what this game looks like, I'm not sure anybody actually has any kind of clue. We don't we don't know what this game is going to look like. We don't know what it's going to play like. We know that it's an RPG, but what does that even mean? That could mean anything from because a traditional Pokemon. Some people might say it's a an RPG. Right. Uh, is it not really? But some people might say it is. I think it's an RPG. Yeah, I would count yeah, it as see? an RPG. I and mean, like Coliseum, people would probably call an RPG. Oh, I right? love, I love Coliseum. And like, is Coliseum That's what I really wanted. an RPG? Uh, so, probably, um, it's not one what I think because I think of you know classic JRPG. So but do it's I. like so I, have do I. I, I, I acknowledge people recognize it. So since I then, think we've Pokemon also. Is Sorry, Marcos. Say that again. I think Pokemon, like in regards to classic JRPGs, I think Pokemon is closer to a classic JRPG than most other RPGs that are out there right now. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. So following up on that conversation, I really believe, I, and I think Nintendo has even since confirmed that this is going to be a more traditional Pokemon experience. Now, let's talk about some things that we already kind of know. And I put that again in quotes because we never really know anything. But... We it's do not know confirmed official. It's not they confirmed are, official. They, ha they are likely. They seem pretty. It, ma it makes sense. So, yes, the, the, the names that have been dropped are uh, Pokemon. Or no, is it Let's Go Pikachu? Let's uh, Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Let's Go Eevee. So it's Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. So there's a couple things I just want to mention really quickly about each of these. And you guys can fact check me anywhere where I might be wrong. Um, but let's go is actually a really common Japanese phrase and it's frequently brought over to American games and dropped in favor of something more Americanized. Uh, so people are like, that doesn't even sound like a Pokemon game. And I guess you'd be right, but there's a lot of things that point to it maybe being that it has go in the title. And of course, what and they want to the incorporate they want to be able to incorporate those mobile aspects and Pokemon Go into these new games, though. Or it just the so very, that makes sense. Let's at the go, very least, then... like there, um, you know, I have friends. I have my, you know, my parents know about Pokemon Go. Like everybody knows about Pokemon Go, so they may just want mm -hmm. to bring in that fan base, um, even if it's because I don't really think they're gonna just make it like Pokemon Go on the Switch. Like they can't even no, do that. No. It doesn't even have GPS functionality. I know so. that somehow I have heard that they want that either they're planning to or want to like in figure out a way to connect pokemon go yes. to the like as a like kind of like the game boys and older consoles yeah and i for sure see that happening like some sort of like stepometer or something like that some weird tie-in but it, it's not going to die like it, you rest assured every every single one of our listeners if you are concerned about pokemon go infiltrating the normal pokemon series Rest easy, because I can 100% guarantee you that that is not going to happen here. It, it'll be like uh, when, oh, what games were, I think Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out. 
Yep. And they cool. had those cool. little cool. pokey, those little pokeball things. Oh, I used the be... shit out of those. Oh yeah, yeah. I I lost mine. Here's a story. I I had one. I had a Celebi on it. Lost it. Wow, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think just in regards to that, we can probably uh, go ahead and table any concerns about Pokemon Go being a thing. Now, the other the other rumor here that I actually do believe, and I said this from day one that I. This, this was actually something that I both hoped for and thought that Nintendo would strongly consider is that it does seem to have some sort of relationship to the uh, to the Kanto region in yeah. uh, Gen 1, from Gen 1. Um, so probably Pokemon Yellow, which is what people have talked about, and that it, you'll either have Pikachu or Eevee tailing you as you transverse the uh traverse the the terrain. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's pretty likely. That's what I saw, and I and honestly, the the pairing because they've been. If you, I mean, I buy, I buy a lot of merch and look around in stores. Um, if you've noticed, like a, even at like Target, you know, big retailers, um, they sell you know Pokemon stuff, and obviously they have the classic three starters, Pikachu and Eevee, which you know not Eevee Lucians, but just Eevee by itself, just which Eevee, is kind yeah. of mm. which is a little like it not unusual because Eevee's a popular Pokemon still. No, but I totally like, oh, buy there's something okay. to that. Yeah. But uh and they've been for a little bit, if you've noticed, they've kind of been pushing the two as a duo. And it makes sense because um the original, you know, the original red and red and green, right? Red or and blue. Is... No, red and yeah, green was okay. the OG. It was red and blue, but red and green That's, was the Japanese yeah. one, I think. Was it? Oh, yeah, because I was I, I swore that his name was green, but I know at some point it became blue. Okay, and in regards, but, uh, somebody either way, check us, but, uh, but. him and you know your character and the rival Pokemon are, you know Pikachu and your rivals is traditionally Eevee, so it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, for the two to be a pair, honestly. Sure, why not? Uh, and uh, you know one thing that I don't think can be discounted is that Pokemon Gen One resonates with people my age. It resonates with people older than me. It resonates with people younger than me. This is the one thing that Pokemon has. This is the one part of Pokemon that everybody knows, right? Yeah. Um, and this will appeal to its wide, to the widest base possible. That sorry, that sounded like widest base, but I meant <laughs> widest <laughs> base. <laughs> um, and so I, I really do believe that you know Nintendo is going to push nostalgia, and this is. I don't, I'm not expecting this to be like a Breath of the Wild-esque open world experience, but I do expect it to look different. I expect it to play a little different. And I really hope it does. Yeah, I mean, I think at the very least, we're going to get a really different looking game. Do want, any of us honestly want a different combat experience? No. Yeah, probably not. That's, like you can't change Pokemon combat. It's just so... No. Like the, the closest they've come to really toying with it is probably poking right i mean and nobody really I wants mean, that I'll in their game i don't think yeah yeah so it's yeah i like uh, i think that would be fine i think it would be fine if they have a game that looks drastically different and you know you can have rpg mechanics they say rpg so like how cool would it be if i create a character who is better at capturing pokemon than he is at battling other trainers Right? Like, what if you could have that kind of mechanic involved in your game? Yeah, it would be really interesting. So I think they could totally do something like that without 
totally ripping off everything that this the franchise is built toward um we can have this is wow this is big brand new pokemon and still be like wow this is the pokemon i know and love and i think i am expecting to see that at this year's e3 um and maybe i'm getting my hopes up too high but i expect nintendo to strike that balance or moreover game freak to strike that balance apparently nintendo is working pretty heavily with them so uh which is not usual for pokemon which is almost always entirely run by game freak so anyway that was a little long-winded but i wanted to make sure we covered that because just like dakota said i expect pokemon to be a big deal this year um sort of not just in terms of like you know it pokemon is one of their biggest franchises is it their biggest franchise let's ask that question i know is it their biggest franchise I, I feel like big. no, but one of the biggest. Would you, I'd say it's bigger than Zelda. What? Would you? Yeah, I would. Did you? I mean, I just wouldn't. think. Think about. How, think about between Pokemon Zelda Go. and Mario. I don't. Well, that's true. Com- nah, I feel like maybe bigger oh, than Mario. I don't know about bigger <laughs> than Zelda. <laughs> I don't want to believe it. Like for me, Zelda's their big boy. Like that's their biggest boy next to Mario. Like I see those two at top. Yeah, I can see. I usually do too, but it's an interesting. It's interesting to think about. I I can see Pokemon bigger than Mario, uh, but I don't know about Zelda. Wow, so I think I think we're all kind of disagreeing a little bit here. If we're talking about like in terms like if you look at their mobile games, you know they had a mobile game like Super Mario Run. Pokemon Go did way way better. People were more invested, interested. That's totally true. You're right. My heart. I mean, people uh, love Mario oh, games. This is very make, interesting. This... They make way more Pokemon games than they do Mario games. Do you think, Dakota, that oh. you would be willing in the next week or so to f- compile some sales data that we can like analyze here for next week on yeah. the podcast? Yeah, let's do that. I, I Just like a little segment. I would be really interested in talking about that. Okay, so, Marcos, uh, I, I don't think... Dakota, did you give your first hot take on Nintendo? Um, no, that the Pokemon was my... My yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I gave my first hot take. You go ahead. Go ahead. Me? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dakota. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about this. This shouldn't be a surprise for my first hot take, but God, please, I just want Animal Crossings. Yes. Oh, yeah. No bad. surprise here. And yeah. so many other people do. I mean, it's not just me. A lot of other people are like, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing. Give us a new one on the Switch, and uh, oh, and I have a feeling I think maybe uh, it might not it might not happen. I feel it in my heart right, that just, it's slipping uh, away. Really briefly, are we running out? I want of, it. Are we running out of time here for this Nintendo conference? We have Smash Bros. We have Pokemon. We probably That's are going to get some thing. Metroid talk. Like, what do they have time? These things are usually like forty five minutes. Uh, I also had another hot take, and I did see that there was caught like. I kind of looked into them because I, I feel stupid when I say something and it's already a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and one I think of we've them... <laughs> all been there on this podcast. And, <laughs> and uh, one of my other hot takes was uh, either a new Pikmin or bring back old ones for the Switch or even bring Pikmin 3 back from the Wii U for the oh, Switch. I want, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Pikmin. Pikmin <laughs> I want Pikmin. Pikmin 3 on Pikmin. the Switch makes total sense. Yes. And um, I actually looked and at some point they announced that Pikmin will be fe- appearing at this e3 wow interesting so that's what yeah. makes me think that animal animal crossings might might be a kick to the curb huh yeah at yeah. least this year <laughs> and if, next year i promise you though next year 
Okay. Uh, all right, Marcos. Uh, first, first hot take from you. They're gonna reveal. So Calibur Six is gonna be on the Switch, and they're gonna have Zelda. Yes. Yeah. Good. I like that. I, I think it's I think it's needed. The only thing is I don't think we'll get that at the Nintendo conference. And the only reason I say that is because they probably don't want any fighters competing with Smash Bros. and in screen time. Nonsense. Uh, so well, where else would they put it? Yeah, it'll be at Nintendo. Who am I kidding? It'll just be separated in some sense from It'd be a quick thirty second trailer because all the yeah. Soul Calibur Six You're right. just gonna throw it out there and say like yeah, it'll just happen. I like that. Good take. Um all right, so my next one. This one, this one's pretty hot. So get your mit- mittens ready. Uh, if you're, if you pick up this take, it might burn you a little bit. Donkey Kong Racing is oh. announced. Uh, so this is. Do you guys remember Diddy Kong Racing? Yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah, we do. There was actually a follow-up planned called Donkey Kong Racing, and it never saw the light of day. Uh, I think. I think that day is is June. 13th is that when <laughs> their press conferences i think i think we finally see donkey kong racing to sort of split the gap between this past mario kart and whatever mario kart 9 comes out so it's just gonna be a little thing it's not gonna be a big thing just a little thing just donkey kong racing we haven't had a donkey kong game we'll get some sort of donkey kong game after have you guys seen how well tropical freeze sold it's crazy man. I have not. it's like fourth in the npds and they don't even count Nintendo digital sales. Just crazy stuff. So, um, yeah, I, Donkey Kong is going to make a return. Would they do a Donkey Kong racing, though, even after Mario Kart 8? Yes. The reason I think so is because we're not getting Mario Kart 9 for a while. Right? Are you Probably sure? not. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we'd see Mario Kart 9 before we see a Donkey Kong Mario the Mario Kart, so the, the, I'm looking at this now. Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe. Still fifth on the NPDs. How bonkers yeah. is that, dude? That's so, so bonkers to me. So they know bonkers. these racing games sell, man. They're, here comes Donkey Kong. Here comes Donkey Kong. Just wait for here it. Here comes that bongo booty. <laughs> Donkey Kong Switch. We'll get something Donkey Kong. I don't know if it's racing, but that's. I, I, I wanted to spice things up a little bit. Dakota, what's your next take? Um, I already kind of spoiled that I had Pikmin. I want a, I want Pikmin. Okay, fair so enough. Bad. Marcos? Mother 3. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I predicted this for last year and it didn't happen. Whatever. <laughs> Run it back. Try again. We'll try, try again. again. We'll try Come again. on. All right. Uh, yeah, so Mother 3, for those who don't know, is kind of like the fabled follow-up to the to the earthbound franchise it's half-life 3 yes well sort of in that half-life 3 wasn't even like this is a game that was released in japan right so it's just never gotten a translation uh it's a weird little 3d game i think that's why it's not gonna like we're gonna get mother 3 announced at some point and nintendo is is gonna know that we're all gonna like collectively sigh when we see what it looks like but <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so know. terrible. Uh, well, we'll see. I would, I would be happy. I've never played it, so um, that yeah, that's a frequent hot take. But Nintendo would, oh god, I, I, I think that uh, that's something that they could do as long as they don't like show, or maybe they even just touch it up a little bit. It's an old game. It doesn't look great, but it could if you put like they HD. Just show off that, like 
that moon or what is it a planet that they yeah, just yeah, yeah. uh-huh and just yeah. let it be yeah just let it be just tease it a little bit don't show us the whole thing just tease it's a like a bit. nip slip just a little tease okay yeah. little nip slip. Little, little give Nintendo. us a little give us a little nip slip Nintendo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they did it with Mario already. We know what Mario's <laughs> nipples look like. Oh my god! Right. Uh, so, okay. So my third take here is, and this one was a little hard for me to articulate, but I'll see if I can do it. Either Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey will receive some kind of spinoff. So I think there's a good chance that it's not like a DLC or expansion necessarily, but like I could totally see us getting. Uh, like Mario Odyssey 64 or something. I've said this before, but like, what if they put out a Mar- version of Mario 64 on the Switch and it has like the Cappy mechanic, but it's pretty much just the, the same level design. It just has the Cappy stuff. Like I could see Nintendo doing something like that because there's no way they're going to make another... When was the last time they released mario and breath or sorry zelda in tandem like the next time we'll get the the follow-up i don't think it's ever happened yeah i mean so it's it's gonna be years from now so i think they'll probably do something to sort of just stick in between the next release for one of the two i don't think it's gonna be breath of the wild i think they're okay letting zelda simmer for a little bit mario never simmers mario's always i want i want my remake Oh, God. A Skyward Sword! <laughs> I just want a Skyward Sword remake so bad. Is that hot take number three? Or do we just... It actually that? wasn't, but it could be. Okay. I guess. Well, what, what, it, what was hot take number three? Chibi Robo. Give me Chibi <laughs> Robo, baby. <laughs> I, I'm not going to even follow that up with any questions. I'll take it at Chibi face Robo. value. In Smash, new game, I don't care. Anything. Or even you, a, just, you just a, need him. He's just so cute. Yeah. Marcos, what's what's our third uh, what's our what's our third hot take? Super Mario RPG two. Ooh, that okay. So that would bridge the gap enough, right? For Mario, give me that direct yeah. sequel. They're, like they're yeah. good. They're, it looks like they're on much better terms with Square Enix than it's been for these past five years. Yeah, it wasn't that a weird revelation? I don't know if you were there, but the other day I was streaming and I had no idea that the Mario RPG was originally a Squeenix game. Really? I would never have guessed. Yeah, I had no well, idea. It was back when Squaresoft was a thing. Like, it was before Enix right. helped out Square. Okay. So it was Squaresoft originally. Fair enough. All right, well, we've well, already run... Figure, Final Fantasy VII, all that debacle with Philly. Yeah, we. it's weird how much... We should really have a podcast where we... Did, uh, what is the phrase? Dive? No, deep dive. Is that what it is? That what it is? Deep dive. Dive, driving some dive. I don't know what you're no, talking about. No, no, I'm not talking about the the Guy Fieri show. <laughs> <laughs> the, anyway, we should really have an episode where we where we dig deep. <laughs> Does that work? Where we yeah. dig deep into the whole relationship that Sony and Nintendo had once upon a time? Because it's weird. Yeah. That's it's fine. weird. And all the weird relationships that Nintendo's had over the years. Okay. Um, so we are officially uh, done with our Nintendo segment. We'll come back. We're, we'll have a whole other E3 episode next week where we talk about Square Enix um, because they surprised us with the announcement that they'd be having a press conference. We were not mm-hmm. expecting that. Uh, but we'll be, we'll be back talking about that next week. And then, of course... 
uh, there's all these other publishers that didn't get attention from us because they don't have a press conference on their own, but we'll talk about them. Uh, there's tons like Rocksteady is usually there. The you know the people that make the Batman games. Um, and it's just Devolver. Ton- Devolver. Yeah, we didn't talk about Devolver uh, or in, like any kind of indie experience. You know what I mean? We've been bringing up straight AAA stuff. So Drinkbox Studios. Yeah, so tons of stuff next week. Um, but I do have a trivia question for you guys real quick before we wrap up. So hopefully you guys were paying attention to last year's E3 from Nintendo. Uh, And I'm going to go ahead and ask Marcos this first. In last year's Mario Odyssey trailer, Mario notably turned himself into what animal using Cappy? Like, there's no... No, it's a pretty easy one. You just have to guess. It was totally the frog, right? Uh, okay. Dakota? Wasn't it? I thought it was the T-Rex. It was the T-Rex, yeah. Dakota, D- Dakota earns a point. There was a really small teaser in which uh, you basically seen Mario turn himself into a dinosaur, and it was crazy. It turned into a little bit of a meme, yeah. I'm sure at some point in a different trailer he turns himself into a frog. Like, that had to have happened. But... Yeah, because I, I vividly remember like the T Rex in my head. Yeah. I'm like, it, it was a because if he, yeah, that was an easy one. Yeah, good. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, just throw Marcos under the bus <laughs> like that. That was an easy one. <laughs> uh, okay. Man, well, I, I I don't even pay attention. I, I I'm kind of very. You, you have you have to pay attention this year. I'm ordering that as podcast host. Yeah. 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 We, I'm just you know, I'm a little bit of an airhead. That's okay. Bit. That's okay. Um, we love you nonetheless. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode. Uh, next week is probably going to be a little longer just because there is like a, a million different things that we could bring up. I have no idea. Uh, and then the week after that, we'll be taking off for Monday because we'll be watching E3 along with the rest of you. But we'll have a recap shortly after E3 is over, at least after the press conferences are over, which I think is Tuesday. So we'll probably record Tuesday uh, and release on Thursday uh, as opposed to our Tuesday, Wednesday release that we have now. So, um, Marcos, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. Yo, go on Twitter, Marcos Carmona, TwinkiePie37, I'm the cute one. Okay. And Dakota? Uh, Dakota? Uh, oh, at the Empress. There's a three in there somewhere, but you gotta find it, though. Okay. And uh, you can find me at BenJermanPlays or BenJerman10 on Twitch. I will be streaming the Dark Souls remaster uh for pretty much the rest of this week i i'm hoping to get to tropical freeze next week i actually have uh, a whole slate of bad video games that i'll be playing including oh. super mario uh, sorry not super mario 64 how dare me we just need an episode on bad video yeah, games. we do we do maybe we can do that That'd soon be, i think um, i actually have that written down i have like a list of ideas that, I, that i've had in the past like month that i've cool. just written yeah, down i would love to do that um so I'll be playing like Super Mario, Superman 64. Man, I really want to call Super Mario 64 a bad game. Uh, Sonic 06, stuff like that. Um, and you can find Mind me at Benjamin 10. So thank you guys uh, for for listening. Uh, we'll be back again next week with our oh. final E3. God, it's just flown right by. I'm so ready for E3 at this point. Uh, I feel like we've talked about every single possibility. Is there any chance that we are surprised to buy something? You guys think? Yes. Yes. There's I always, always room. Surprised by something, whether there, it be good or bad. There's exactly. always room. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll be back next week. Thanks everybody for listening, and we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week.
Take care. Bleh. <laughs> All right. Good job, guys. Hour 15. 